This is Infertile Millennial, a podcast where we chat all things infertility, IVF, and surviving your fertility journey. I'm Emily Orlando, reminding you that you're not alone. Let's chat fertility. What's up guys and welcome back to my channel. So it has been a really long time since I've sat down and done an infertility and IVF update. I think the last thing that I shared on my channel was my frozen transfer, which happened in March. And if you're a returning subscriber, you already know that that did end in a miscarriage. If you are a new viewer to this video, I highly recommend to go down in the description box and click the link that I've left down there if you're watching this on YouTube. Because of how crazy this year has been and it's been like nine months since the miscarriage, I thought I would sit down and be raw and real with you about kind of what happened in my life during, after the miscarriage and in these last nine months, what I've been going through and some of the changes that we've been going through. I recently, just last week, passed our due date and I'll get into that later in the video, but that was definitely a really difficult day for me, something I didn't expect to kind of slap me in the face with grief again, but we will get back into that at the end of the video. Before we get started, I did want to remind you if you're not already listening on there that I do have a podcast called Infernal Millennial. I will often upload audios of YouTube videos on there that I did, or I will create new content that is strictly just for the podcast. So make sure to go in the description box if you're watching on YouTube and click that link down below to subscribe to my podcast. You can listen to it on Google, Spotify, Apple, and Anchor.com. FM. I also wanted to mention if some of you did not know that I also have a TikTok. We just hit 12K, so thank you guys so much, those of you who are supporting me on there. I focus solely on infertility, IVF, and miscarriage support and awareness on there, so it is a really good platform if you or someone you know is going through infertility. So today I wanted to sit down and share with you guys my experience during my miscarriage after everything that's affected me because miscarriage is something that like millions of women have gone through in their life but nobody really talks about it no one really talks about what to expect during a miscarriage or after a miscarriage i'm starting to get choked up right now just thinking about it but it is a really traumatizing experience especially if you are going through it after years and years of infertility like my husband and I have. So it's something that I felt was very important for me to talk about and I can tell because I'm just getting choked up right now talking about it. So I really wanted to sit down and share the impact that it has had on my life and how it's changed me in every aspect of my life. So I'm gonna back up a little bit into my pregnancy journey. If you guys weren't aware, my husband and I did IVF. During our second round, we found out that we were pregnant. We did not expect to be pregnant just because our first cycle failed but we were surprised to find out that we were and because I was doing IVF once they gave me a blood test to confirm that I was pregnant after taking an at-home test you go in about every 48 hours to make sure that your levels are doing okay so I was doing that for a while and during a routine blood test uh, they actually discovered that my levels were dropping and so they did I went in that day just as normal went home they called me in the afternoon to break the news to me and basically what that means when your levels are dropping is that it's an 
impending miscarriage is going to happen. However, because of the journey that we were on with our IVF journey, the nurses wanted to be 100% sure that that was what was happening. So they had me continue on my medication for another 48 hours. And if it were to drop again, then that would be a definite, yes, you're going to miscarry. So the two days waiting to find out if we were for sure gonna miscarry were really, really difficult on us. And you can imagine there was a lot of emotions running through us. So I get to the nurse's office two days later. I take my blood test and sure enough, when I get home, she calls me and she says, yes, you are going to miscarry and you need to stop your medication and hopefully you will miscarry naturally. Five days waiting to miscarry are the absolute worst because you know it's coming. A lot of women who get pregnant naturally do not know they're going to miscarry. It just happens to them. Or in cases where they knew they were pregnant, and they were further along, they actually do have to go in and get surgery. So miscarriage is different for a lot of different people, and this is my experience. During those five days waiting to miscarry, I was basically an emotional wreck. I couldn't even do simple household chores. I was really angry, I was lashing out, and that is how my grief was coming through during that time. My grief was coming through in the beginning as shock and anger, because when I found out that I was gonna lose this pregnancy we worked so hard to get, First of all, I was completely numb and in shock. My body shut down, I didn't feel any emotions, I cried for an hour, and then I was fine after that. But the following days after that, I was just completely angry at the world, and that is how my grief was coming through. So flash forward to five days after that, it was a Sunday, and I woke up that day feeling just completely numb. That was one of the things that happened to me as a, as a sign of grief. I didn't really feel many emotions. I had nothing to say, nothing I wanted to do. I just remember waking up and I laid there in bed and I just, I didn't do anything. And my husband wanted to figure out a way to cheer me up somehow. So he, his first instinct was to throw on a movie, which was Legally Blonde. <laughs> I love that movie. And, um, and that somehow made me feel a little bit better, but I still was feeling numb. I, I think I knew in my heart that day was the day. Um, and so we just, I laid in bed all day and just movie after movie, all chick flicks, all happy. So I got out of bed and I went to the bathroom and sure enough, I was bleeding. If you've ever miscarried at home, you know how traumatizing that is. And I just felt, I remember feeling so shattered because it was just another confirmation of this pregnancy is ending. So it was really, really hard that day to, you know, feel all of that. It's so gross and disgusting and you have to do it alone in the bathroom. And it's just like a horrible feeling, <laughs> to be honest. I'm getting like choked up just thinking about it, but I. I feel that I need to like walk through it until I can like say it without getting choked up. So that's why I want to share my story with you guys. Miscarriage is like a whole nother feeling of being alone. I think a lot of people feel that way going through miscarriage and infertility. So I feel it's important for me to share this with you guys. The trauma of miscarriage stays with you long after you've physically miscarried. So the weeks following my miscarriage, I had to go in a week after to get my blood taken. And 
I had to confirm that this pregnancy was completely 100% out of me by blood, because if it wasn't, I would have had to go get surgery and thankfully it had passed naturally and that was kind of us closing the chapter on our miscarriage and that pregnancy. So that was a really difficult day for me, but it was also a day that the weight sort of just lifted off of me and I felt like it was just one way of me being able to get past this. So that was definitely a difficult day. The weeks following my miscarriage, however, I felt like I was emotionally stuck. I, If you've been through miscarriage, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but I had no motivation whatsoever. I felt like I couldn't even grocery shop. I had no motivation to do anything. And that is why it's really important for you to have a support system when you're going through miscarriage, which is why I always say, if you're going through infertility or miscarriage, you need to have somebody that you trust that you can talk to, invent to, because I don't know what I would have done without the people who were there for me throughout my miscarriage. Oh, <laughs> it's getting a little bit emotional. This is a lot to work through, but I think this is, again, like really important to talk about. So the weeks following my miscarriage, I was checked in a lot from friends and family and, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm getting so emotional about this. It kind of just showed me, you know, who really cares and who doesn't and for the people who like literally knew and didn't do anything or say anything it was kind of a a way for me to like wake up and realize like some of these relationships that we've been hanging on to of friends or whoever need to go because it's just it was a very difficult journey for us and so for the people who couldn't offer us support it was devastating but also kind of awakening at the same time so the weeks following my miscarriage um, one thing my mom did for me was she brought us over pizza um, and remind you guys that this is during quarantine. So even if I wanted to see my family, I couldn't. So my mom literally, you know, wants to hug me during this time, but she can't. And so I remember like she brought me a pizza and left it at the front door, um, but like stood out there waving and like, you know, it just sucks like going through something so serious and not even being able to like hug your mom. That's like so crazy to me. <laughs> So on top of that, this is all happening during quarantine. So that really sucked. So the weeks following my miscarriage, I would have days where I would feel really, really good and motivated and I started to feel like myself again. And then the next day I would wake up and I would be completely empty and numb and in a dark place. And I couldn't understand how I went one day from feeling so incredibly happy to then going to a day of having no motivation and wanting to give up on everything. And it was later told to me that that is how grief comes through. Grief literally comes up at any point. It does not have an on and off switch. It just shows up and you have to deal with it. And you don't know how it's gonna show up. It can show up as anger. It can show up as resentment. It can show up as tears. It can show up as numbness and shock and so on these days where i couldn't understand what was going on that was my grief that i hadn't taken care of yet that was me not understanding that like my grief was still there and i just kind of wasn't nurturing it and taking care of it so okay this next part is going to be really difficult for me to talk about <laughs> but um i think it's really important in my specific journey ah <sighs> So, so I miscarried in April of this year. 
And my grandpa passed away in August of this year. Actually, I think it was four months ago um, today, which is the day I'll be uploading it. And I, you know, I was really, really close with my grandpa. And that was just another really difficult thing for me to deal with. Because of quarantine, I wasn't able to see him. And that was really difficult for me. I'm getting emotional. So when my grandpa passed away, I was now faced with grieving a physical human being who I had known. So I was not only grieving my miscarriage and the loss of a pregnancy, emotionally, physically, mentally, but now I'm grieving the loss of my grandpa who I've known my entire life. And that was really heavy for me. There was a switch in me that was like, you need to face all of your grief head on. You can no longer hide from this grief that you're feeling. So that was something that happened to me, you know, months after miscarrying. Now I'm grieving a human being that I've known for a long time. So there was a lot going on for me this year. And it was shortly after I lost my grandpa that I knew I had to go see a grief counselor. And that is the best thing I've ever done for myself. I did not think I was going to get emotional during this, but here I am and that's, it's all coming out. So, um, I started seeing a grief counselor and my main focus was to, you know, learn how to move through this miscarriage and to learn how to understand what my triggers were for infertility and miscarriage and and learn how to healthily move past them. What ended up happening was, like I had mentioned, my, my pregnancy due date came last week. And the weeks leading up to it, you know, when I had started seeing my grief counselor, I started feeling really good. I started feeling like I was in a really great place and I felt more like myself again. And everything was seemingly getting better for me. I started being able to feel good. I started making TikToks to help other women and I just started feeling really good. And then all of a sudden, the month of November comes, which was the month we were supposed to be due, and I just flipped again. I flipped upside down. I felt like I was miscarrying all over again. And come to find out, as I've heard from many other women who have been through the same experience as I have, that is actually a very natural thing to happen. When you get to those important dates, you start feeling everything you felt again. So if you're feeling that way right now, if you've just gone through a miscarriage or you felt that way in the past, know that that is completely normal. So I literally started feeling like I was miscarrying all over again. I was emotional. I had no motivation. I literally didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to hide. And as the date got closer, you know, my counselor and I were talking and she said, you really need to, you should do something with this grief and with this day. You need to maybe try journaling, try, you know, doing a brain dump. And if you've never done a brain dump, what it is, is you take a journal and you sit down and when you're feeling emotional about something or anger or whatever it is, mad at somebody, upset with a situation, you just literally write everything that comes into your brain down as it comes out onto paper, keep it to yourself, and then it's out and it's free from your mind. So I knew that on Thursday, Thanksgiving, when I had, it was going to be the due date, that I wanted to sit down and I wanted to write what I was feeling because I knew I needed to do something to get these emotions out on paper. So 
I sat down on Thursday and I fully expected to just be a wreck. Like I had been a wreck all week. I just fully expected to be a wreck. But what my counselor told me was like, don't put any expectations on this brain dump. She wanted me to feel whatever emotions came out and let them happen. And so I was like, okay, and I'm probably going to cry. So I sit down and of course I start crying. (laughs) Um, But I didn't cry as long or as deeply as I thought. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm upset as I should be. Tears come out. This was a serious thing that happened. And I wrote about how, you know, it, I wish I was holding the baby today and I I wish things ended up differently and I hate how it turned out and I wish it didn't have to be this way. And then the tears like stopped happening and the craziest emotion came out, which was gratitude. So really interesting. I didn't think I would feel gratitude today, but I started feeling gratitude for not necessarily miscarrying, but what the miscarriage taught me. So the miscarriage literally taught me, number one, how freaking strong of a woman I am. And it really made me realize I am not the same person that I was in the beginning of 2020. I'm a completely different person. And I mean that in a really great way. I realized how resilient that I could be losing this pregnancy. It also opened my eyes of toxic relationships and habits that I had that I needed to kick and reevaluate my health and my wellness. And having my miscarriage has made me just become a much more spiritual person, um, definitely more into health and wellness and overall uh, it's changed me for the better and I felt so much gratitude for that I literally was able to dissect every aspect of my life and change what needed to be changed and for that I'm very grateful I'm so grateful for the woman this experience has made me become and so therefore I felt gratitude and I was so completely surprised by it And it actually left me feeling amazing after the brain dump because it was a feeling I probably wouldn't have felt had I not done this brain dump. Maybe I wouldn't have ever understood this gratitude I was feeling. And that's an emotion that I was keeping trapped inside of myself because I wouldn't allow myself to feel it. So it's crazy that you can be grieving and also feel gratitude at the same time. So if you're out there and you are going through the same thing as me or have in the past, I just want you to know that like whatever you're feeling is completely normal. No one can tell you how to grieve. No one can tell you what emotions you're feeling. You feel what you feel and grieving looks different on everybody. So that's the message that I want to give out today in this video. So if you know somebody who's miscarrying, has miscarried, is dealing with infertility, is going through IVF, please send them this video so that they can understand that like anything they're feeling right now is completely valid and your emotions are yours. No one can tell you otherwise. So that brings us to where we're at in our journey right now. It's kind of a difficult space that I'm in. I personally 
don't want to start a new journey without properly processing this grief that I felt. And I'm, I think I'm on the right road to recovery. I have a lot of work to do still, but I'm feeling really good about where I'm at. So currently I'm still doing, you know, grief counseling and I'm, and I'm working on different ways to process this myself in my own space. So with that being said, because COVID is getting worse again, and there's a lot of limitations on things still, we're not comfortable with starting a third round of IVF yet. We will be doing a third round um, just because we have one left on our insurance plan. Um, and that is it. So if that doesn't work, that's that. We are considering doing a third in spring or summer of 2021. So we'll kind of, you know, evaluate where everything is. And if we feel comfortable, we'll do it. It only takes about six weeks. So it's kind of the balls in our court. And that's how we feel. I know we want to try one more time. But after that, I would have to reevaluate everything and let you guys know because I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at in our journey. Um, I plan to have a lot of content coming your way about infertility, IVF, miscarriage. Everything I've gone through has made me realize that like I have a voice and I'd like to speak on this subject. It's very important to me. So again, um, if you want to get uh, weekly content, I think multiple times a week I'm on TikTok making videos that are fun or serious or whatever it is, supportive. Um, I've really enjoyed doing that and I want to try to start implementing more infertility stuff on my YouTube channel because it, that's just where my heart is and my passion is and that's the life I'm living. So that's what I'd like to speak on. Thank you guys so much for watching this and as always, if you're not already subscribed, make sure to hit that subscribe button whether you're on um, my podcast or YouTube, whatever it is, and I will see you guys next time.